Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. How y'all doing out there in Internet land? I hope you guys have been as geeky as you possibly can over the last week or so since we last joined our adventures in the Get Geek Podcast. Today, we're going to be doing another one of our Geek Out podcasts. We're just going to free flow and talk about whatever the heck it is we've been enjoying for the last few days. But first, let's introduce the whole crew from the podcast. You guys know me. I'm Jose. This is AJ. This is Wolfie. This is Walter. Eli, let's get it. What's Gucci, fam? No. Remember that? No. <laughs> no, you don't remember that, do you? Oh, yeah. Who's going first? You're not doing Gucci anymore? Gucci or Versace? Which one? Neither. They both suck. Ooh. Ooh. And Why the gauntlet's been dropped. Why are you I guess we're never going to get sponsored by them. What's this bandwagon stuff? You're like, Fendi. What's Fendi? Oh, uh, you know what? It probably has to do with a new trap song. Oh, no, no. <laughs> really? I don't know. No. <laughs> I just literally searched up their products because a bunch of my friends were talking about it, so. Your All right. Friends, so Your friends talk about Fendi? My friends talk about fashion, is that what you, like, a lot. Is that what you're geeking like, out? How rich are your friends? Huh? How rich are your friends no, at that like, school? No, like, some of us are, some of my friends aren't even that rich, and they they talk about it, like, on a daily basis. I don't remember doing ex- that in middle school. Nah, definitely not me. No, nah, nah. We not talk about Fendi. I just like, got, you know, talk about other stuff. To, it's the thing to get, like, the new Air Jordans, or, like, well, stuff well, like that. Well, that's always, that's yeah, always yeah. been yeah. a thing. To do that. Yeah. That's always been a thing. It's always been a thing. Anyway, let's, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Shell top of the What's up with the rest of you guys? Who else are we with today? Who else are we with? <laughs> Who are you? Uh, What's your name? Who, me? Yeah. Mimi? Yeah, you. Uh, Walter? All right, then. I'm lost here. What is <laughs> going on? <laughs> we got to introduce ourselves because we just started talking about Fendi and, and all this stuff. Uh... Didn't we introduce ourselves? Yeah, we, yeah, did, we did introduce ourselves. I think Jose is a little uh, yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the last one. No, keep going. Yeah, keep keep going. Who scared? Something's wrong with me this afternoon, guys. <laughs> we went around the whole thing and then we got into Gucci. I'm going to do... Think it, I think it's just because we, you guys have been arguing like, for like... <laughs> 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 he just wants to argue about something. I don't know where I am anymore right now, apparently, you guys. Yeah, he literally said, this is Eli, and then you said, was Gucci fan. (laughs) Remember? (laughs) Fumbles, the fumbles, the fumbles. Anyway... You guys know who I am. Let's get started. What what have you guys been like really, really enjoying over the last couple of weeks in Woo-hoo. terms of your, your geeky stuff? Anyone uh any anyone? You wanna want start it? Uh, yeah, sure. It? Nah, I'll start it. Um, I definitely shouldn't start do it. Do we this bring point. you in warm or do we bring you in cold? How how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh so what I've been uh geeking out over um is uh so in 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 the last geek out that we did, uh, I talked about uh, Gundam, uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans, and mm. kind of getting caught up with that. Mm. And mm. I was continuing that and watching the second season. But this time, uh, I pulled out one of my old projects, which uh, it's been kind of sitting in my closet for a long, long time, okay. um, which is a perfect grade uh, Gundam model kit. Get out of here. Seriously? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And so, so I used to... size on that one? Well, it's 160. One sixtieth of uh, okay. the uh, the full size. Well, so it's, it's the largest. Yeah, it's the largest uh, size um, model kit. Model kit that they make, I believe. Well, actually, I think they make a, a little bit of a bigger scale, but it's a much less quality uh, kit. But anyway, for those of you guys that don't know what a Gundam model kit is, um, it's a uh, 
it's essentially a plastic model kit that has like all like hundreds of parts that you kind of put together mm-hmm. not exactly like a lego because you have to you have to cut them snap them together sometimes screw them together uh and generally some kits like the perfect grader master grades have a skeleton first that you put the armor on on top and and whatnot and they you know uh depending on like the uh the grade itself um will will kind of give you a challenging experience of building the Gundam and the perfect grade being the most challenging experience that you can have. You have to be an actual um, engineer to build that one, I think. <laughs> not exactly, but there is well. some electrical work involved. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, as a kid, when I got into anime, especially when I got into Gundam at a young age, I uh, I really got into collecting uh, Gundam kits and building them. And you know, at a very amateur level, but I used to... Uh, it was kind of like my weekend pastime. I would buy a kit, build it while I was binging the old school way uh, of binging well, like a, series. Like a cassette tape with the whole thing recorded. Or well, something? it would it would be yeah. it would be DVDs. Yeah. I would uh, oh, really? I would be either buying the DVDs or the old school Netflix way of ordering the DVDs through Netflix, oh. and I would watch the episodes that while so I'm. Hard. I remember Columbia House, dude. That's, I would, not, that's like super old school. You know how I used to binge my old anime? How? I used to wake up at 7.30 in the morning, put a cassette tape in there, press record. When the commercial <laughs> came on, press pause. When it came back, press record. Yeah, no, I used and to do I that used too. to do that every single I used to do day. that too, but you couldn't get, like, when I got into Gundam, the only thing that America had was Gundam Wing and, and uh, Gundam... That's true. Gundam G. I did that with Robotech. like Fighter Gundam or whatever. I don't even remember exactly the title. I was going to say, though, like, that reminded me of what I was going to say kind of in relation to what you were going to say, Wolfie. Mm-hmm. Like, Walt, you were talking about how you used to record, like, anime or whatever else, and then yep. you would binge watch it on cassette. And I remember, of course, that the one that was one of the biggest ones that we watched growing up was Robotech. That's the one I used to right, do. Right, right. And I'm, if you remember, I had a little Robotech kit for one of the F-14 looking fighters. Oh, nice. Like similar the, to what the, you the were Veritech. making. The Veritech. The Veritech fighters, exactly. But it, not not as complicated, obviously. But I had one that like, it was like gray parts that you kind of yeah, had yeah, to yeah. like cut it's apart exactly and snap like together. It's just like Glue that. together you know, and all that stuff. Model kits. I never painted it, but I put it together. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, so I used to do these kits and stuff like that and and i only like i did a uh, perfect grade when i was a kid and it was just maybe a little bit too over my head it mm-hmm. was the uh gundam wing uh, endless waltz version and it didn't come out great mm. uh not not good at all like build sucked but this time around uh i got a perfect grade from a cousin of mine um that he's actually the person that got me into building gundam kits when i was a kid he still has like a mass collection of gundam kits uh, but I ended up picking up, uh, I bought this perfect grade Mark II Gundam perfect grade from him, uh, like three or four years ago. Um, knowing how, how, how daunting of a task it is to build a perfect grade as it is, I didn't start it for a couple years. And then I finally started two years ago. Uh, and it took me like a week to build just the legs. Wow. Uh, putting in like two or three hours a day, you know, mm-hmm. Being as meticulous as possible to make sure that it comes out as 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 as, as perfect as as possible, and uh, then I just put it away and you know kind of being afraid of like g- going back into it. I never opened the box again, but since I have a little bit of extra free time right now and and kind of falling back into the the whole routine of 
binge watching Gundam. I decided to pull uh-huh. it all out, and last weekend I ended up completing the entire kit. Well, I can't say I completed the entire kit, but I completed the entire body, and I build. have some pictures. Yeah, the entire mm-hmm. build. So there's a couple things that I'm still missing to build. Which Wait, I'm is sorry. The, did uh, you say this is one you have to paint also, or is it is it so, already? So the uh, the parts already come uh, colored. Okay. Uh, but okay. generally, you do have to do some some painting sometimes right so like if okay. you want it to be as accurate as possible you have to paint like the grid lines and you have to mm-hmm. uh wherever you uh cut off the uh plastic and sand it down you got to repaint those little parts so that you don't mm-hmm. see the uh, seam when you put the plastic pieces together okay okay mm-hmm. um so it's a little bit more involved and of course there's custom jobs out there too but with this specific build i built the body i haven't built the jetpack or the weapons yet simply because the the the, the body itself has electrical work where um, it has uh, LED lights on the uh, the headpiece as well as the chest piece mm-hmm. um, and a couple well, other parts. Cool. I like that. And the I need to find what the batteries are for. Uh, it's one of those like little dime kind of like watch batteries. battery type. Yeah, type yeah, thing. exactly. Like a watch battery type of yeah. type of thing that uh-huh. I need to I need to find what the actual battery is that fits it before I finish building the backpack. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now once I put on the backpack, I'll be able to turn on like the lights and everything. But I have a picture of it and uh, I'll uh, have it posted up. Um, I'm curious um, to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll post it up when I when when we drop the episode, I guess, so that everybody can see what exactly I am geeking about. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of like back into that whole hobby scene. I want to already build another Gundam and stuff. Like now that I kind of have like that itch again and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of that's basically what I've been geeking out about. So mine mine kind of relates to you, and I have you to thank to a certain extent. <coughs> To, to a certain extent, definitely, because um, I bought, as I spoke about on the, the Friday geek out that we just did this past Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, the one you I put on the Uzumaki. store, right? Yes. I bought it in the store that you mentioned, Kinu Kunaya, I think it's called. Oh, nice. You went to the store? Yeah, I went to it. I, di- I didn't get to spend a lot of time there, unfortunately, okay. because I had to go somewhere else. But you else. went upstairs. But yeah, I went I went on all the floors, and I got to see like what it's all about, and like I saw the, the models that you, were, that you saw, the Dragon Ball um, figurines that you saw. By yeah, the way... Yeah, yeah. AJ, the uh, Golden Uzaru is 80 bucks, in case you were nice. wondering. I know you were it's asking. Actually, those are, yeah, it's, it's not, not that bad at all. Not that bad. Not not bad, bad at all. Wait. They look so sick. Yeah. Wait. I think it looks huge. Oh, and just to let you know, that, that, Mark, II, that Mark II Gundam is about the same size as that. Uh, the, the, so those are ours, like, what? Yeah, it's, it's like about that size. Like that. It's, about a, it's a Foot little bit. A I little think more it's, than a foot? Yeah, it's a little bit more than a foot, the, the, the Mark II, the perfect grade Mark II. Okay, so that means yeah. that the actual Gundam would probably be like 70-something, It'll be, feet. it's like the size of like a freaking building, so. Yeah, like so like 80 city, feet yeah. probably or something like that if you yeah. count like floors and ceilings and in between floors. Well, 60 like feet that. actually, because if it's a foot and it's a 160th, then it'd be 60 feet, right? 60 feet tall. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess if it's exactly a foot, then that would be exactly the scale if you had 60-foot right. tall Gundam uh, for that one. About oh. seven stories, give or take. Yeah. Actually, actually maybe be, a little bit less. Yeah. Just, yeah. To, just one more thing on that. For those of, those of you guys that are Gundam nerds out there, uh-huh. uh, if you guys don't know, in Tokyo, they've started the project to uh, build an actual oh, yeah. mm-hmm. walking, working-size Gundam. I saw that. Gundam. Yeah. Wasn't uh, it like like for like an anniversary or something like that yeah, that they the wanted to do that for the actual Gundam? 40, 40th. 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 This year is the uh, 40th anniversary, oh, yeah. which so is why there's a lot of year. stuff. Yeah, they started last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be done by the end of this year, before the end of this year. Uh, they've already had a couple Gundam installations. They had the RX-78, mm-hmm. and they had the Gundam Unicorn as well, and they took them down. Now they're doing kind of like one that's an actual limited functionality, <laughs> but functioning Gundam. 
and stuff. So that's going to be super dope. Like, yeah. without the weapons, basically. Without, I mean, <laughs> he's probably going to be able to, like, take a step forward and then take a step back. And that's maybe move his arms yeah, and turn that's, his that's head. Yeah, that's about it. So. And certain things flash on, on, yeah. the, on the, the model, probably. But anyway, yeah. So, so Kino Kunilla Bookstore. Awesome. That place is awesome. That place is probably going to be, like, and, and like, since, well, just, just to, like, you know, mention what I'm going to be talking about obviously relates to a big, this big store, which I guess I didn't explain what kind of store it is. Um, it's manga, it's anime, it's all things related. It's a bookstore on the, on the first floor. Wait, what was the third floor again? Because I didn't spend that much time in there. The second floor is the manga and anime. No, 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 that's it. That. So, the, so it's so two floors. It's three floors because the floors. basement. The basement is all oh, imported yeah. Japanese. Uh, it's basically an imported Japanese gift store, mm-hmm. as well as a whole half section of all Japanese only magazines and newspapers. I guess that, like you know, that's for right. people in the Japanese community that want to have like some Japanese publication that they can just buy. Um, they can go to the store, go downstairs to the basement, and they have like basically the magazines and everything that would they would find back home down there. So that's know? like the real Japanese tourist section, and the other two right. floors are more like for the Americans. So that yeah, want there's to experience that basement that gift shop section. Then there's the uh, first floor, which is a traditional bookstore mm-hmm. with some you know items that are of Japanese culture. And then there's the uh, second floor, which is the third floor upstairs that has all the manga. DVDs, uh, so you know, cool. gifts, Gundam model kits, and a Japanese little cafe and stuff with some Japanese treats and, and all that. It's, it's a really, really cool place to just kind of go and, like, you know, take in a little bit of Japanese culture. I, Where is this again? Uh, it's by it's, uh, Brian Park. Yeah, it's Kinokuniya Books in the city in Manhattan. Uh, here in New York, for those of you guys that don't know where we are. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, uh, if you get to Bryant Park, it's pretty much right across the street from Bryant Park. Yeah. It's so. like, yeah, it's like exactly. It's like, it's like hidden like, in plain sight. Like the Whole Foods there and all <coughs> that. Like it's, it, yeah, it's hidden in plain sight. Because I worked there for years and I'd never noticed that that place was there, which is a yeah, travesty. Wow. Yeah, okay. A travesty. Like I, like, like not right there, but like on 39th and 8th. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. super close. You yeah. know, and I would walk over to Bryant Park to take the train. So, right. Where I would hang out in Bryant Park with friends, like at lunch or like whatever else. So the fact that I never saw it after all this time. Because right. right. they're celebrating like their 40th anniversary or something also I think okay. uh, I saw on the bag that, that I mm-hmm. received when I purchased what I'm geeking out about which is uh, Uzumaki and for those of you who don't know what that is or those of you that didn't get a chance to see our Get Geek Out Fridays which you should totally check out because we're going to try to bring that to you as often as possible get to know you guys a little bit better and tell you what we're nerding out about over the last week or so on an individual basis but like so I went to this store and I bought Uzumaki which is a manga it's a, a Japanese horror manga that has been out, I think, since 1999, or it was published in 19 chapters in separate magazines in Japan. Then I believe they thern- turned it into a three-volume set, and then what I purchased, which you know makes the most sense for me, is the, the giant the manga volume, the graphic novel, yeah. if, if you will, the which omnibus. is yeah, which is about 600 plus pages, um, and I read it in two days. I bought it last Saturday. It was, I was finished with it on Monday, okay? Wow. So, like, I flew through this thing. It was awesome, okay? So, so to, to give you a little bit more detail, Uzumaki was written by a, a gentleman who's basically considered the manga horror master in Japan. His name is Junji Ito. Yes, sir. I had never heard of him before in my life. I didn't know who this guy was. I hadn't explored any, any horror manga before. I hadn't really e- explored any any kind of horror comic books or magazines or anything like that. But, like, 
I saw a video, and I'm going to shout out the YouTube channel. Uh, it's this YouTube channel that's really, really great. If you like to see analysis on different media, um, it's called Super Eye Patch Wolf. And what? Super Eye Patch Wolf. I know it's a weird name, but this guy is amazing. I sent you a video from this guy earlier in the in our See, WhatsApp. His, his ears picked up the, the minute you said <laughs> what? You know Super Eye Patch Wolf. Anything with wolf, wolf is cool already. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But this guy's channel is dope, and I got to shout him out, like I said, real quick. Um, he made a video called How Media Scares Us, right? And it's really interesting because in the video, he, he talks about how different types of horror work when it comes to like uh, movies versus TV shows versus animation versus comic books and things like that. And he's talking about how all these different mediums function when it comes to like creating scares. And he talked about all these other mediums, right? He talked about movies and all of that. I think he actually started off by talking about The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has another video about why The Shining is scary also. And he has that video that I sent to you guys about why Silent Hill 2 is amazing, which I think we all agree. Yep. And why it's scary as, as heck. Yeah, Silent um, 2 is pretty freaking scary. Silent Hill 2 Silent is Hill's creepy. Silent Hill 2 is pretty That was the one where we had the weird experiences. Or was it one in your house? I can't remember. It was one. It was either See, one or two. I, I think it was two. And it, and it happened again when, we, when I was... I don't think you were there for that. When mm-hmm. I was watching The Exorcist, but the... The, the tape? The tape. But the one, remember there was a, a different version, the one that wasn't shown in the theaters? Yeah, I saw that in the theaters. Yeah. Remember I oh, told you I, I had a weird it. story about So like I the, saw it at home, and I had another up. experience with that one. I so think I've had two experiences. I think maybe that those movies really are cursed because, like I said, I had a weird experience watching <laughs> that version. Crazy. Also, like I'm not even, I'm not even, I don't even find The Exorcist to be that scary. It's unsettling. It's unsettling. Yeah. But like That's because of the is. stuff that happened in the movie theater when I saw it, like that creates a certain context that scares me a little bit more about watching it again. Right. Even though I have. Uh, the, I have. The other thing was that crab walk. That yeah. wasn't in the original. Ugh. But that was, that was really weird. unsettling. Like, yeah, not scary. Was... Like, I feel like all of us kind of get more unsettled like, than straight yeah. scared. But, like, still, it's, like, psychologically creepy. But let, that gets me back to, of course, uh, to, to Uzumaki. And what's great about it is, and, and the reason that you kind of find that he's a master of this medium, and I'll explain the story, I guess, in a minute, a little bit, obviously. I don't want to spoil it for you guys because, Walt, you're going to read it, I think, next. I just handed you I've the copy. dying to read it, and I, and I haven't gotten a chance to. And what, I'm so glad that... What was the other one, the, the anthology that you wanted to read of his? Um, I think recall? it was called Fragments of Horror. Fragments of Horror. Yeah. I want to read that as well. And Giyu and Tomie apparently are all of his of best great, work. great pieces of work. Oh, man. The artwork is incredible. But, like, just to, to explain what's very interesting about it and how he kind of masters the medium and why he's considered one of the best in creating in any kind of comic or manga, like a horror atmosphere, is he's the master of something that is very unique to comic books and things like that. It's the page turn. It's where, it's, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. You have this sort of building tension, and it could be horror, it could be action, it can be something different depending on what kind of genre you're in. Mm-hmm. You have this building tension page by page by page, and then you turn the page, and like some crazy stuff is on that next page, okay? And this is what you find a lot in Uzumaki. So... Let me explain a little bit about the story, again, without spoiling it for you guys. Um, So Uzumaki is essentially a book where the spiral is the enemy. It's not your traditional, like, oh, like uh, there's a vampire or a werewolf or like a monster that you're familiar with trying to kill you. Um, And that's something that's apparently very interesting about uh, Junji Ito's work as well. He doesn't rely on established creatures or scares. He creates these, like, totally weird new concepts for his for his books or like for his manga I should say or like 
I don't know. He makes he turns the people into their own enemy. It's very very psychologically based, which is fantastic. Um, and what it, what this essentially is is there's this town called Caruso Chow, and there's uh, two protagonists, Shuichi and Kiri, who are boyfriend and girlfriend. They're teenagers in this small Japanese seaside town. And essentially, the town becomes infected with spirals. Now, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> Again, without giving too much away, and then I'll stop saying that, obviously. Um, <laughs> what happens essentially is a few different things occur where certain people in the town might become obsessed with spiral shapes, so they go mad. Um, certain strange spiral-related events take place, like there's a hurricane that hits the town, and I'm not going to tell you what happens there either. Um, one of the main characters becomes so obsessed with spirals that he begins turning parts of his body into spirals, which is super freaking weird, obviously. Um, there, there are, there's another storyline where two characters become intertwined, almost like rope, okay, which is super wild. There's another one where these two teenagers, and, and again, this is 19 chapters, and the way that they build it up, I should say, is that each chapter can be separate, it can be its own separate story, but it's all related to the overarching force of spirals, which is presented as like a force of nature in this. Because they, you know, if you look in nature actually everywhere, you see spirals everywhere. You see right. spiral shapes and things like that. It relates to the uh -huh. Fibonacci sequence. Right. Um, but like basically it's all that. You get all this tension that builds in chapter after chapter after chapter, and mostly you're observing through the, through the eyes of Shuichi, or Kiri, the main, ta the main characters, and all the crazy stuff that's happening to the town, or through their parents, or through other characters. And things just escalate further and further and further, obviously, until the end. You have a lot of weird scares. Crazy art, like, unbelievable detail on some of the stuff that he does. Like, and just, he's, a, he's just a, a, a fantastic at using the artwork and the individual characters to create the story. But it's also interesting because the characters... They're not really very complex, but what that does, I think, in this case, and like what has been said in some of these other videos, like the one by Super Eye Patch Wolf that I agree with, is that if you don't make it plot and character driven, then you are the character. So you step into the shoes of the character, you feel more like you are the one who's observing this stuff rather than they are, okay? It's kind of like how in a video game your character is a blank slate and that's how you insert yourself into the character. It's kind of like that in this. He gives them just enough personality to drive the story but not too much to overwhelm you observing their story. Okay? So it was amazing, obviously, if I can't say it enough. It's an amazing manga. I definitely recommend it to everyone here who likes anime, manga, or, or any kind of books or, or, or you know, comic books or anything like that. Um, and the other thing that, I'll, that I'm definitely intrigued about is that I came on board to Junji Ito at just the right time, apparently, because on Adult Swim, later this year, they are creating an Uzumaki anime yep. that oh, actually wow. looks really, really interesting and really sick. Because you figure it's hard to translate that from the page to the screen. Um, it's just a totally different way of building tension, but I like the art style that they're using for this so far. And something else that was really cool, I don't know if you guys got to see the trailer that I shared, is the atmospheric music that's really weird and unsettling in it. If you didn't get a chance to see it, like, yeah, check it out. Because the music almost feels like the manga, from, I, I, just from reading it once. That makes it awesome, because a lot of, a lot of horror movies, um, you get a lot of atmosphere from music or lack of. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... 
Um, I like the fact that I'm hearing from you that it's it's there's a lot of good atmospheric music because that only helps the story. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it looks like what they did without completely ripping off panel for panel is that they take certain panels. It looks like it's a very static film, which might work here. They just animate certain panels. I don't know what to the extent to how they're going to do it, honestly. But the the way that they do it almost feels like you're watching a manga, from what I've seen. Like I said, it's v- there's very few scenes where you actually see motion. Most of, most of it is stills from the manga, just to like I guess get you hyped up. And then at the end, they show like two scenes that are animated, but they're animated like again almost in such a way. Yes, yeah, I'm saying like the w- it's almost jarring how they animate yeah, that, it. That could be really freaky. Okay, like it's something that I'm really looking forward to because there was something else that came out a few years ago called the Junji Ito Collection that was apparently mm-hmm. poorly received. There's a live action Uzumaki, which I started watching. It's corny as heck. Um, but like most live action anime adaptations yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like really, really corny. I'm still gonna watch it just because I'm curious to see like what the whole thing is like. But like, I mean, yeah, I'm I can't speak enough about this, so I'm gonna cut myself off before I go too far. And I already did speak about it on our Get Geek Friday. Um, but I know Walt, you're going to check it out. I definitely, like I said, encourage all of you to check it out. It's something that I think you would I'm, all enjoy. I'm definitely going to read it, and uh, I'm definitely going to be checking out the show. Oh, man, I can't uh, wait. I can't wait. That's a given. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, that's basically what I've been, like, really excited about for the last couple of weeks. That's my, nice. my geek center right there, dude. I mean, all things anime and manga related, but especially that. All right. So, um, for me, you know... Um, Everybody here at this table knows, you know, my wife went into surgery um, this past week. And so uh, I got a chance to stay home. Thank goodness she's so, okay. Yeah, everything went well and stuff like that. So, you know, you guys know, but the audience may not know. But this leads into something, right? We love you. So, um, <clears throat> you know, she had the surgery. And like I said, Monday, she she went in on Monday, came home on Tuesday. Everything was cool. So I figured, you know what? This is going to, I ended up staying home because I got to take care of her. She's a little weak from the surgery and stuff like that. So my thing was, this is going to be the perfect opportunity for me to binge on certain things, you know? Um, one of the things that I was trying to binge on was <laughs> iron-blooded orphans and stuff like that. You got time, bro. You got time. I got as far as the sixth episode. So my list. All right, Netflix, it's all so. good. You got but, time. I, but, I, but I got there. Um, and like I, when I texted you, I said, it's interesting that all these kids... They have like degrees in rocket science and space, you know, engineering and stuff like that, which is fine. But I can get past that. The one thing is that Mik- Miku- Mika, Mikazuki, that he's a cold blooded. He's dude, cold. Man. Oh he my is cold. gosh, he's cold. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stone cold. You know. But anyway, so um, I tried to do that, and it's funny because when you're home, you think that you have all this time and you can do all these things, and it turns out. When you're home, you have you actually have more stuff to do, mm-hmm. which is totally. Because then you weird. look around, and you're like, "Oh crap, I didn't do that yet." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, on Friday, I guess uh, wifey was starting to get a little stir crazy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "Let's go to the movies." I said, "Okay, yeah, you know, let, first I gotta figure out if everything's okay, if mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, you can walk and all this other stuff." And it turns out she was good. So considering we, the movies you saw, apparently as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Know. So. Um, there's a movie theater by us that is like in a sh- little strip mall. I decided not to go to that one. I went to one a little bit further. Which one were you thinking? Um, Regal Atlas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do that. I love I that place. That's probably going to be a little bit more crowded. So I went to the yeah. Cinemark, which mm-hmm. is a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect because um, it wasn't really crowded. 
Or you could say it was crowded, but it was crowded with invisible people. Mm, maybe. That's a little hint to what I saw. But <laughs> um, the funny thing is, before I get into that, so we're in the, we're in the theater, and we're, we're kind of sitting down. There's recliners and stuff like that. It's dark. They're running the, the, the trailers and stuff. And so this dude walks in, right? And I'm like, okay, no problem. So we're in the back, and we have the aisle seat. So he comes over, we're on, we're on row E or whatever and stuff. He comes in, and again, we're recliners, so I'm almost fully all the way down, uh-huh. right? He decides to walk in. So me being 6'3", at a recliner, my legs are still dangling, right? Yeah. So I did the nice thing, and I said, okay, let me pull in my legs so he could walk through without bumping into me. He stops right in front of me mm-hmm. and decides to sit down. <laughs> On my feet. Good guy. Think about that. What the heck? Homeboy was probably looking for a colonoscopy with a size 13 stuck up his butt because I'm like, whoa, dude, what is going on? He looks at me. He was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. So first of all, dude didn't have a ticket. Homeboy was was movie hopping because obviously you're not going to sit in my seat because I'm already there. Obviously. So he moves over to the to the other thing. He sits down, stays there for like a, a quick minute, and then I guess he figures he's so embarrassed, he moves again and goes toward the front of the movie theater. I'm like, okay, good way to start this one off. Good old cinema. Yeah, exactly. Having to want to beat a dude up. Well, you know what? He was a little bit older, so maybe that played into it and stuff. He was like maybe 60 or 70. Or oh, that. okay. But I mean... Still. You're going into a, 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 an aisle, and you know that somebody's sitting there. Why would you sit down on his feet? I don't know. That's my thing. Anyway. I'm just picturing this. I don't even know, like, like he was just literally, like, in front of you in the aisle, sitting on your feet? Yeah, or he, like, he, he, can't, he, he walked up and... Like I Indian figured, style or something? No, no. He lit, like, you know how, like, when the recline, that, that piece goes up? Yeah. Right? He sat down on that piece. On the recliner? On my feet. Like, and, and he didn't say anything? Huh? He didn't say anything. It took him like a couple of seconds before he realized he had sketches up his butt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm just, listen. All right, podcast over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway. Wow, okay. After we got past that traumatic experience, <laughs> um, we ended up going seeing, to go see The Invisible Man. I really want to see that. Okay. Um, I heard it was so good. Yeah, it came out February, February 28th. Right? I mean, Friday, February 28th, right? Um, Rotten Tomatoes score of 92%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Budget of $7 million. Elizabeth Moss. And they're thinking that it's probably going to hit like 20 to 25 to $30 million for the weekend. So, so it's already a it's a, a profitable Nice, that's thing. awesome. A runaway success. It's a, a Blumhouse film, right? So those usually things, you know, they usually yeah. make money. I think, no, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's Universal. Is it? No, I thought it was Bloomhouse. I saw the trailer the other day. But it's universal. It's part of that that whole dark universe that never happened. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Bloomhouse isn't you owned by... No, they're totally different than universal. It's definitely universal. Okay. You know? Okay. So, um, and and just so everybody knows, the dark universe was supposed to start with Dracula Untold. Right? And that's the one... They're not even making it anymore, are they? No, it's, it's a gone thing because... The mummy just totally killed it. This one could have probably brought it back. They should release. Well, maybe I'm not even gonna say they should release this for whoever knows, right? But well, if you remember the cover, I think it was on Entertainment Weekly. They did have the Dark Universe stars. The which Invisible was, Man was one of them, right? It was. Totally, he had the tape, the the old Invisible Man with the wrapped face. Yeah, and all it was that, Johnny Depp. 
It was Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. That was, that was playing the role. He was supposed to be it? He was supposed to be... It was supposed to be oh, Tom they, Cruise as the mummy. They saved a lot of money then. Yeah. It was supposed to be Tom Cruise as the mummy. It was supposed to be Russell Crowe as Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, Johnny Depp was supposed to be the invisible man. Javier Bardem was supposed to be Frankenstein. That would have been dope. And they were trying to get Angelina Jolie to be the bride of Frankenstein. See, I love all these people, but none of those movies would have made money. Oh, absolutely not. not. a single one. Because the amount you would have had to pay those people... Like but again, they were they were trying Elizabeth to Moss, mimic. Maybe. Like, give her a million dollars and you're done. They were trying to mimic the the Marvel DC Godzilla universe type things. You know, they figured, okay, we have a property. We have the Hollywood monsters. Nobody Let's knows how do to it do it like, like Marvel though. No, I, and I because they, they started with they burned. started with actors that weren't that expensive, and then they finally came around to the expensive actors. And, and the thing about it is, they marketed before the movies even came out. Yeah, so it, it's. You kind of stuck your foot. <laughs> Universal probably learned from that. And they said, okay, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to do standalones. They had a size 13 sketcher up their butt. So this movie was done by uh, writer and director Lee Wannell. Mm-hmm. So you know him from the Saw franchises. Mm-hmm. Him and James Wan started that along with the Insidious and, mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. James Wan was the director on those things. And he moved on and he did Fast 7. Aquaman, um, he right? He did Aquaman. He did the Conjuring franchise. Yeah. Lee Wanell kind of just kept on writing, never got into the director's seat until Insidious 3. And then he made another movie, which I think is one of our favorites, Upgrade. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen Upgrade. Oh, my gosh. You, you haven't watch seen it. that? You have uh, to watch it. Oh, my God. That would be so up your alley. That, but that's I think. the one that's like, uh, like first person... No. No, 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 no. That's which a serious something? No, that was um, oh, something Lord. Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I started watching yeah. that. I haven't finished it. It was yeah. fun to watch, but like it wasn't like I, I feel would, like yeah. I'm gonna get like nauseous watching that one. I thought yeah. Upgrade was that one. No, 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 no. Upgrade is really good. You should watch uh, it. Upgrade is the movie like real quick. It's the movie where this guy like he gets like he basically doesn't die, himself. but like well, he yeah, gets, that's true. his girlfriend right dies or his wife and yeah, he gets he's killed, like paralyzed, and he's paralyzed and all this stuff. And this guy he approaches is, like, him. And says like I can give you like the like the power to like walk and do all this stuff again with this Little like thing stem. this computer I've invented, but it, what turns out is that this computer actually gives him like freaking practically superpowers, mm. and he like it fights dudes. His system. Yeah. You so he but he like fights people. He fights like a robot like in all this weird efficient way. You have to watch. But like right, he cool, gets cool, stronger. Cool, cool. I know what I'm yeah. gonna watch tomorrow. Like, then. You know I'm not gonna tell that's you no that's more. That's I'm gonna spoil the awesomeness of it. You gotta watch it. It almost made it onto like our favorites. It's got this entire time. I thought it was the one that was. Three, it's got fake no. Tom Hardy, Hardy in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. You know who he is. Ta- Logan Marshall Tom. Green. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's really good in it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Cool. So you yeah. should go watch it. Yeah, Upgrade yeah. is a movie that I, anytime somebody says I haven't watched it, I said, dude, go watch it now. All right. You know, cool. it's like one Done. of my favorite little indie movies. It's stuff. an awesome Done. deal. It really is. It really is. So Lee Wanell did that one. Uh, and that was the first time he directed. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he directed first time for Insidious 3. And then he did this. And now he does this one. Um, I'm going to tell you this. The Invisible Man is not what you expect. No, that's what I heard. That's why I like it. In a good way or bad way? It's in a good way. In a great way from what I heard. It's updated to now. And like I said, it's not... I don't think it spoils it to say... What's because it's a thematic difference. It's not a storyline. No, no, I don't want to. No, I hate. I don't want to. It's 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 different. Well, it's a storyline difference too, but it's mainly a thematic difference from what I've heard. Mm, Let's not spoil it. Yeah, let's not not spoil it because um, just in case, because I don't want to know. I love it. I love the way that they did it. Trailer. I understand. If you look at the trailer, they kind of hint at it, but like I said, you you won't notice it until after you see the movie. I was like, 
damn, that's why it looked like that. Okay. You cool. know what I'm saying? Hmm. So it's really, really good. Well, that so, I don't know. That I don't know about. Okay. Yeah, I'll, we'll talk offline on that if you want to know more. But um, so the premise is, is that, you know, the Elizabeth Moss's uh, character, mm-hmm. and you know her from A Handmaid's Tale, um, she's in an abusive relationship, and mm-hmm. the movie starts with her leaving. And it's like this big, elaborate uh, scheme where she drugs the guy, and he's like this big right. Iron Iron Man tech wizard type guy and stuff like that. Yeah, like that's that is the difference that no, I was going to talk like, That's not the only difference, but I heard that it difference. thematically it excused towards like emotional abuse and gaslighting. Yes, yes, yes. But like, that, that's different than the original Invisible Man. There's even more than that. There's <laughs> I, even more than that. I hope you so. Know what I'm saying? But that sounds cool on its own right. Right. So, you know, you have this, this sequence which, believe it or not, um, he was told not to put into the movie. Mm, and and okay. he, he said, no, this is going to be in there because we need to show how scary this guy can be so that it kind of leads into the rest of the movie. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. Um, but Oliver Jackson Cohen plays the the husband. Or Instead of Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you'll know him from A Haunting from Hill House. I don't think I've right? seen that. but You should watch that also. Okay. Um and so, you know, it's a, it's a really inventive movie. Now, it's not a perfect movie. There's a lot of plot holes that I, I saw, you know. Mm, okay. Um, there's literally, like, one scene, and this is not to spoil anything, but there's one scene where a character cuts her wrist from top all the way down along the vein and then proceeds to have a 20-minute chase scene right afterwards with no visible effects. Mm, so there's those, there's those little things that, you know... As soon as she started running, or he, they would right, be dead. Exactly, you know? They would bleed out. So there's those I mean, it takes little eight things. eight minutes to bleed out. Yeah, but if you're moving, right, it's yeah, even faster. Moving, yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah, you know? Your blood is moving even faster yeah. that way. Two minutes, saying? three minutes tops probably at that point, depending on how fast you're moving. But anyway, anyways. So, so there's these little things. So like I said, it's not a perfect movie, but if you can skip all of that stuff, you'll really have a ball with this movie. I like the you atmosphere that I see in the trailer. <laughs> and it, it does lend mm-hmm. itself to a sequel at the very end. So you have that. So that's a really good movie, and I suggest everybody to go, you know, maybe it's not a movie that, um, it's not a horror film. It's suspense, suspense thriller. I I can I can <clears throat> categorize it, but then again, like I said, it's gonna kind of, you know, take away from what you guys see it as. All right, okay. You know? So cool. I'm just gonna leave it at that. But I want to see I it though. But it's a must watch. You got me really excited, more excited for it. I wouldn't say a must watch, but if like you you're going to a matinee, go watch it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Cool. I, it's not something that you know you should. Who's got time to go to a everybody. matinee anymore? I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I did true. apparently. This is at one time with the guy sitting on my foot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so there's that. And the other film that I wanted to watch, and I wanted to watch this in the movies, and I didn't get a chance because of circumstance. Um, that was Rian Johnson's Knights Knives Out. Knives oh, Out. Oh man, I still want to see that, see that, see that too. too. So mm-hmm. these are two guys that I'm really becoming fans of. I yeah. really like Lee Winnell and what he's doing. And Ryan Johnson, I've been a fan since Brick. Are uh, you saw Brick? I yeah. love Brick. Brick is Brick good. Is cool. You know what movie is really good for me? The Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, that's he's a good movie too. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, he continues with how well he does. This one is rated 97% Rotten Tomatoes, right? Done on a budget of forty million dollars, but it totaled its revenue of three hundred and seven million worldwide. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one had a 
huge cast. He wrote the film. And he won, directed uh, the what film. What did he win an Oscar for? He won an Oscar for something. Original his... screenplay, yeah. I think. Uh-huh, I think so. So the movie starts Anna de Armas. It starts Daniel Craig, Chris, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon. Who I love. Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Car- Catherine Langford, and Stanfield Christopher awesome. Plummer. Wait, does does Michael Shannon scream like every three seconds in this movie? Because that's my favorite thing about him. He's got a really good role. I mean, he does come not on. scream. He he's more measured in this one, but there is a creepy scene with him. What's you the best? I mean, like the best he's scene. Just creep like nobody's business. The, the best scene for him for him in any movie is basically when he's like, "I trained my whole life for this moment. Where did you train? On a farm." <laughs> Love that moment. Yep. Love that moment of Man of Steel. Man anyway, Steel. I'll shut up. Continue, please. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. So it's a star-studded lineup. The interesting thing, if you watch uh, Rian Johnson in his interviews, nobody into nobody did an audition for this movie except for Anna de Armas. Yeah, because he's kind of a new up-and-comer to a certain and extent. And she carries the movie so well. Really? Yes, she does. She is she is really really good in this movie. Um, it's a whodunit. Yeah, right. I heard it was kind of a similar vibe to like Murder on the Orient Express or yeah, Clue, clue or stuff, and like, stuff that. like that. The only thing is that you, and I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, you get kind of a sense of what happens really early on. Okay. And he did that on purpose. And, I, I was going to say that. It sounds like it's purposeful. He did it on purpose because, and, and let me tell you something. The characters are super fleshed out. You know exactly who these characters are. Ryan Johnson is a master at this. You know what I'm saying? He gives you, he gives you everything. You know who Chris Evans is. You definitely see... You know how disassociated these these other characters are. They're all rich, mm-hmm. right? But they're all they're all, and the story unfolds, and the way at the very end how he ties everything together is just masterful. I can't say anything else about this because, again, you have to watch it. And I this is one of these movies that you have to sit down and watch. I really want to see. Cannot be doing anything else because you'll miss. One little thing, and that'll that'll you'll you'll be later. Like what happened? What what does that mean? Why did this happen? What he does he does words of Chris a Griffin. Very good thing. Um, Daniel Craig. I heard he's one of the highlights also. Oh, he is really good. He's and Chris got Evans looks like a draw. good jerk. Uh-huh. Oh, Chris Evans has yeah. a, has a thing. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, I'm glad he's finding some post MCU success, not related to superhero stuff. Also, but like I said, Anna Darma, she's she's the one that steals the show. In 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 respect to having all that big talent around her, she's really the 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 the, the actress, the actor in that film that kind of binds the, everything together, and she does an excellent job. So this is something that I really really think that again, everybody here should watch. It's an awesome film. It's probably one of my favorites. I'm, right uh, yeah. I'm becoming and like sorry. I said, Rian Johnson. He is definitely becoming one of my favorite writer and director guys that are out there in Hollywood because I don't think I've ever seen a, a film of his that has been bad. I so, haven't seen Looper, but I do want to see that. That's the one with really uh, 
Well, yeah, I, I wanted to see that. But I saw Brick, and I was going to say the thing that I love about him is so far from what I've observed, and you can tell me if Knives Out kind of continues this tradition, seems like it does. He like has a way of modernizing and bending genres because oh, that's that's Brick. That's what Brick is. Brick is a freaking film noir in a in a in a high school. So you have teenagers talking like gumshoes from like the thirties. I love it. Well, he, love it. He, he spoke about that because he said, you know, the traditional who done is you you as as an audience member, um, waiting and going through all the clues and waiting till the very end to figure out who did it. And he said, you know what, for me, that, that didn't make sense in my thing because I want my audience to kind of know what's going on, but then at the very end still be surprised about it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So he is taking that, that whodunit genre and he's turning it on his head because you get to find out very early on what happened. Mm-hmm. But from a certain point of view. <laughs> okay. So that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Like I said, it is it is a really really good movie. Um, I suggest if you have the chance, please go out and watch it. Ryan Johnson, you you have my love. All right, that sounds really awesome, and I really wanted to see it anyway. So let's move on. Um, my geek out is going to be real short and quick. Um, so basically, <laughs> I like how you change voices. <laughs> Hello. So basically, I'm gonna be um, reviewing an album, an album made by Trippy Red, um, and a famous artist that's um, I feel like he's been growing a bit more mm-hmm. popular. Well, you talked about Trippy Red before, right? I believe. No, or was that something, uh, no, that was Roddy Rich? Right, sorry. Last time. But yeah, I have actually been hearing a little bit about Trippy Red. I don't know any of his music because Trippy I don't listen Red. to music nowadays. But <laughs> I have the time. I have heard Trippy Red kind of come out on my radar, so it would be awesome to learn more more about him. Mm-hmm. Well, he came out with this not so new, but he came out with it um 2020, mm-hmm. a new album called A Love Letter, uh for you, um and it's number four, part four. And it's deluxe. And just to make this quick, I would rate it three out of five Dragon Balls. Three out of five three Dragon out of Balls? Five Dragon Except Ball? there aren't five Dragon Balls, bro. There's seven. Yeah. Hello. It's going to be five for like All right, so five now, out of seven. So wait, just adjust so, it. So if it's three out of five Dragon Balls, is that like five out of seven? Or four out of seven? Five out of seven. Five, five out, out of seven. seven. Okay. Well, what what can just tell us a a little bit more of like maybe a song that you like or like what you like about maybe the way that he raps or his beats. I, I, I have one like question that. actually. Yeah. Do, do you know what the uh, when he calls it a love letter? Do you know what is it a love letter to or to whom? Is it to like to rap or is it to like a fan base or whatever? Yeah, I actually think it's for the fans, but I okay. don't really know much about that. Okay. Cool. It's a love letter to original rap. And like, uh, no, no. like, Real I, rap. like I asked, oh. is, um, is this like, is this like straight up trap music still? All right. You, well, you can tell it us. Is. You don't need, don't nod. You yeah. got to They can't. They can't. They can't hear your nods. Yeah. <laughs> it is trap. It's trap music. Okay. So, like, like I said, though, trap. like, I guess to kind of close it out a little bit. What what is there a song that you really like? Yeah. Is there like what's your favorite song on the album Actually, so far? There's a couple because the main thing that I really liked about this album was how he worked with a bunch of different co- collaborators, some that I've never heard of, some that some that's like super famous in the um, in the trap 
industry. Industry. And, um... Much rap rap. Like, three of my favorites. Actually, I'm gonna just go with two. Um, Can -hmm. You Rap Like Me, part two. Okay. And which features Chris the King and Mm -hmm. Six Kiss by Trippy Red, obviously. Juice World and Wine W. Melly, who are two of my two of my favorite uh, artists. Cool. Cool. So why don't you just tell us one more time the name of the album and the artist for those people out there that are looking to explore. What's the, what's that name again? A Love Letter to You or A Love Letter for You, mm-hmm. part four, Deluxe. And it's the artist is Trippy Red. Dope. So the, off the album, are there any hits that came out of that album? Like, are there any, like, in the top ten of Billboard or stuff like that? Not necessarily because... Not ne- not necessarily because um, I mean, Trippy Red he doesn't come out with hits. He just comes out with one of those like low on the radar but really good songs that kind of underground. Yeah, that don't that that deserves attention, but it just doesn't get it. He's more okay. of a up okay. and comer at this point, but like, okay. well, not really an up and comer anymore. Yeah. If he had like you said, like one of the bigger albums so far this year when it was released. Yeah. Cool. Dope. That's really cool. Um, I don't really like trap rap, but maybe I'll check it out on your recommendation. I'm, I'm, so I'm leaning to checking it out. Such an old curmudgeon. Just because of the last two geek outs, I'm probably going to try Roddy Rich and Trippy Red. Okay. I'm going to try to listen. Here. Don't do so it I right here. Not now. No, not me. I don't want to listen. I right haven't now. heard it yet, right? Um, no. no. How about this? How about this? If we listen, If we all listen to the album... Will you do your rap on the podcast? Yes. The Buster yes. Rhyme rap? Challenge. Ah. Challenge. The Buster Rhymes challenge. To be continued. Ah. Okay, <laughs> you don't do have it? to answer now. Okay. Yeah? Yeah? Sure. Yeah, you'll do, do it. it. Yay. Oh. Not today, though. <laughs> you got, yeah, I didn't say today because we still got to listen to it. We can't listen to it during I the podcast. I can't wait to see that on our IG page. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. All right, so it's a, it's a, is that a deal? Were you going to shake on that? Okay. All right. Boom. So you're going to hear you rap oh, soon. We're not going to say when, but soon you're going to rap on our podcast, and yeah. it's going to be freaking awesome. And just a quick shout-out for my last geek out. Um, basically, mm-hmm. uh, two new characters um, came out on Dragon Ball Legends. <laughs> and we have I an see. argument now. Yeah. <laughs> Let me clear the table. <laughs> this is like our pre-podcast podcast, which we will not talk about. <laughs> Here we go. AJ. In, In one corner. <laughs> me. Um, In the red corner. <laughs> so or as I'm known in DB Legends, Majin Cooler. Or you could just call me Get 'em Rex. We still have to get you guys battling each other. So like, so so tell, uh, tell us about the two characters. But first of all, for, Ooh, first somebody of woke all, up. Somebody woke up. <laughs> what's your What's your review? Well, first of all, what are you reviewing? <clears throat> I'm not saying that yet. Well, then I'll just come out with it then. What? They released two new characters, primarily from the vein of GT. Uh They came out with Sin Shenron, not Omega Shenron. This is the one-star Dragon Ball version of the character. Mm -hmm. The second character is not... Oh, I was about to say Majin Vegeta. Baby Vegeta. Yep. And that's, uh, again, for the GT tag... Um, they also came out with Extreme Majin Buu and, like oh that. God, 
there was one more character. Wait, what's I'm Chi-Chi? completely Chi-Chi? blanking. Yeah, what's extreme? What's extreme? Chi Chi. What's extreme? Or just the extreme? Extreme class? Yeah, because they have. I was gonna say, what's extreme? Is it Chi Chi like yelling really loud? Yeah. Let, let me clarify. There are, th- <laughs> there are three tiers in Dragon Ball Legends. You mm-hmm. have heroes, which are basically the ones no one uses like ever. No. Unless, unless, unless it's Shallot. Shallot. Super He's Saiyan 3 no, Shallot no, can no. compete I with Sparking. I consider him a Sparking. Like straight off, of the, off the bat. With the Super Saiyan 3 transformation. With the Super Saiyan 3. With Super right. Saiyan 2. Okay, okay, let's go on, let's go on. Extreme is like in the middle. Where you have some good characters that you might use for a competitive and or, you know, any other Mostly for support. Yeah. And then you have the sparkings, which is what everyone uses. And then even there, you have a whole tier list to denote which ones are the best and which ones are completely dumb. Mm-hmm. Hercules. Well, that's that's kind of a given. <laughs> I guess who's the best one? Kind of Yamcha. Yeah, you wish. So... They came out with two new sparkings that e- Elias Garbage. doesn't he, Garbage, he doesn't right? like them at all. Garbage. But here's here's my thing though. Here's my thing. Why where, where I can see you might say they're garbage because they are. Their their moves aren't exactly spectacular. They're garbage. Like Sin Shenron, it could have been done better. His ability, uh, it's reminiscent of the uh, Sparking Zamasu that came out like centuries ago. And it's basically where if you kill the character, he gains like 25% health upon death. So he but comes- except with Sin Shenron, it, it's basically the same thing. I don't know what the exact <coughs> percentage is, but, you know. Garbage. Look, either way, so there's that. I don't know much about Baby Vegeta, but all I know is I want that for my GT team. He's a support character. That's all I have to say. Both of them are supports. They're not. I can even... see where you might say Baby Vegeta is a support character, but I'm not. I'm not gonna agree with Sin Shenron because Shen- I can see his potential as an actual competitive character. Like okay. if he can be one of those characters that completely draws out the match. Like imagine you have because he dies uh, and comes back, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's gonna imagine draw out a match. Resurrection. He's like he's like your tank character. He just gets beat up. But like that's still a he's value. Like, he's like um, Jason in Mortal Kombat X. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat Ten. So he just I'm... keeps coming. Mm-hmm. So even if he doesn't kill you, he's gonna like really weaken you. Sounds yeah. like it anyway. You put the archaic Zamasu that I was talking about, the one that also comes back from death, Elijah. him on a team, and then you put in good Majin Buu, who just recently got the Zenkai Awakening. Okay, that's a good character. But first of all. All of that regeneration, that is going to draw out the match so long. And if you know how to use your characters, you might even, you might get the guy to the, to the complete timer when it's out. I, I still need to see you guys actually settle this Wait, in a match. Who's <laughs> geek out? Is it Andres or is it, or is it Eli? He's the one that wrote me into it. But. First of all, <laughs> who's higher? Who's higher? Okay, okay, okay. I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. Go to your corners. Hold on, hold on, Go hold to your on. corners because this is a geek out episode, not a Dragon Ball Legends episode. You guys already shouted about this one on last, the last geek out episode. Thing. All right, one last question. One last thing. One who's, last thing. Who's higher on the TRS list? Oh, no. Baby Vegeta or Senshanron? Oh, no. I don't know because I haven't checked yet. Okay, Baby thank you. Vegeta. Thank you for thank you for that answer. Thank you for that answer. Okay. And we now know what Eli's been getting <laughs> <out about. laughs> Go back to your quarters, gentlemen. 
We still have to settle this on Instagram. Remember, you guys said you would do that. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Yo, he just hulked up. Yeah, he dude. just flexed. He just flexed on you, AJ. He is flex a- back. Flex back with your geek out. All right, what's yeah. Your geek out. Tell us what's up with what you're geeking out about. Do it. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, shout out to Shia LaBeouf. All right. <laughs> Tell us about it, man. Tell us. All right. I haven't been up to much recently. Uh, uh, the merits of being a college student and an employee, mm-hmm. but um, one of off. the things one of the things that I've been doing, uh, you guys, I, I've mentioned this quite a few times. I uh, I do a lot of writing for a D and D campaign I run every once in a while, and I was just uh, I was brushing up on the lore of some of the. Uh, some of the characters that players might interact with. Uh, specifically, uh, I've been looking into Archangel lore and maybe a little Infernal lore too, and and the, and the way hybrids would work in the game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I clearly defined different types of hybrids that you might find. Mm-hmm. Like there, there will be sub classifications within that classification. I've been really refining it. Okay. Um. One of the I've also been name shopping. Uh, one of the again, I want to reiterate this, and I want to be very clear. I love Supernatural the show, but I also admit that it has some failings. And one of the failings that it has sometimes is naming things and <laughs> acknowledging things and even bringing back some things. So one of the things that uh, they don't have a specific name for is uh, E. You know who? Al- you probably don't. You don't remember Alistair, but you probably remember Lilith, right? Do they ever mention the name of her species? Like clearly she's a demon, but you know how there's the knights of hell. There are the princes of hell. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> they never have a name. For Lilith's kind, the white-eyed, they just call them white-eyes. Do they go... Hmm? Are they going to go further in, in Supernatural? They... Uh, I'm sorry to kill... She got killed off. But she came back, so she might come back? I mean, and given who the, the villain of the last season is, it's not impossible, even though... Or dictates from a previous season that you shouldn't have any power over there. But spoiler alert. Yes, God. spoiler. Okay. It's yes. always a spoiler alert when we talk supernatural. So yeah, I've been uh name shopping for that species, or rather subclassification of demon. Uh other than that, um we did see yesterday uh Superman Red Sun. Oh, I was told that I need to see that. No, no, no. First of all, I just don't spoil too much. No, I I won't. I won't like. Did you read? Did you read the comic, Wolf? I did not. So before we go on, Mm -hmm. actually, I was gonna announce this at the end, but I believe our next comic book uh, reading club titles uh, or subject is gonna be Red Sun. Okay, yeah, I'm down because I'm I'm definitely reading that soon, and we're gonna watch the the cartoon as well. So right. We'll be talking about that soon. Can I please just do this for like a split second in the background? Can we just have the... Is this going to be a spoiler? USSR. 
national no, anthem. No, okay. That's gonna be a spoiler. I, I don't, don't do that. Know. Oh, it's red sun. Yeah, but but what? Wait, what? You're gonna oh, you're gonna play the actual Soviet Union national anthem <laughs> in the background? Why? While we speak. No, oh no, God. we don't want to. No. We don't know how it's gonna come out. What are you a communist? <laughs> Who are you, what? Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Right. You're a communist? <laughs> you said yeah. Okay. One percent? Uh, yeah. The one right. percent? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, remember. He's a red son. This is... <laughs> I now, now, I now, you, now AJ's sending us back to our corners. <laughs> now AJ's telling us to go back to our corners. All right. So Red Sun, tell us a little bit about it, but please don't spoil it, because I really yeah. want to see it, and I really want to so, read the comic. I actually... I guess this is a failing on my part. I have yet to read the comic myself, so I don't know how it compares to the comic precisely. <laughs> but um, you know, from, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. There were there was one thing that it it took me at, uh, really off guard at first because it's like, wait, he was really smart enough to do that, and then at the end okay. it's like, oh, okay, he's really not smart enough to do that. So it makes sense. So it was like you kind of saw it coming, but he really had you go in there for a second. Um, yeah, and it was just, uh, it could be deep at some points, you know? It talks a lot about uh, free will and just, it, t- it touches on a lot of, uh, I dare say, even like issues that, you know, are going on right now, mm-hmm. if you really look at it inflectively. Hmm. Interesting. All around, uh, a very good, uh, and again, animated film from DC because they just can't crack the <laughs> They're getting there, though. They are getting there. Um, I guess I'm really getting there. <laughs> so is that kind of your like? Is that kind of your favorite part? Like the subtext and the themes that are going on underneath it? Because obviously we don't want to spoil it. Is that kind of like what you enjoyed about it as as a a, a piece of media the most? Yes, but I I really took. Um, <laughs> Again, I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> I know like, it's hard. My favorite part was just the is he really smart enough to do this thing? Okay. That that was my high point. I, I really can't wait until we, we do that episode where we're we're comparing comic to the uh, adaptation. Right. Because Wolf, Wolfie mentioned uh, that uh, apparently I'm the only one here that's read the comic, which we I'm a little done. surprised. We haven't done either, Wolfie and I. Yeah, we haven't. Right. So, you know, when we when we do our comic book reading club episode for mm-hmm. Red Sun, maybe we should also include a full review of the uh, movie. Yeah, because yeah, there are there are differences. There are differences. Mm. I'll just leave it at that. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Um, not major differences. This is actually pretty faithful to it, but there are pretty substantial differences. Okay, I don't even want to ask because yeah, I think that's going to spoil get way too it. much. And we can do that in that episode. You know, we can we can get into a little bit better. Um, but it was, like AJ said, it was a re- really. It's one of the better adaptations um, that DC has done, and they're pretty good. You know, except for Batman Hush, but the less said about that, the better. Uh, okay. <laughs> Tragic, but but very, very, very well done. At least in my opinion. I again, I need, st- I still have yet to compare it to the comic adaptation, but it certainly has my recommendation. All right, we're cool. gonna bring that to you very, 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 very soon. Yeah, these these fellas have to read the comic first. I think I'm gonna, so. yeah, I'm gonna read the comic first, and then I'm gonna watch the the movie because I, I mean, that's, I think that's, that's the, the best more way appropriate to do it. way. Yeah. I think. I yeah, really, I really do think that's the. I best mean, the comic way. comic came out first, yeah. also, right? Okay. So. Yeah. You know. Cool. Awesome. 
All right, so we're gonna we're gonna do it on that in that order then, just to make sure that we get the right experience. I was gonna watch the movie and then do the comic, but all right. No I think you you'd be better served reading the comic because that's the source material, and then watching the adaptation and then trying to see which one of the two is better. Okay, in your cool. mind, at Perfect. least that's what I think. So. Well, okay, we're taking the recommendation from the man who actually did it. So, Woo-hoo. yes, again. A wonderful conversation that we had today, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for all of your contributions to this Geek Out episode. There's a lot of stuff here that I just picked up that I totally want to freaking check out now as a result of this. Uh, I definitely still have to check out Gundam. It was awesome about you speaking about the model that you were putting together. That kind of brings together what a fan you are of Yeah, it. I'm going to take some proper pictures and we'll post it up on... Uh when we release the episode. Oh, man. I would love to. I want to see that. I definitely want to see that also. And, you know, I'm curious to see The Invisible Man, even though I was definitely already curious to see that. Definitely. I'm going to give Trippy Red a try and Roddy Rich, just because you've spoken about them recently. We'll see how that goes. And, well, obviously, we're going to give Red Sun a try. And we're going to have some more to bring to you in regards to that very, very soon. And you should all read Junji Ito and Uzumaki. Absolutely. Do it, people. Do it, people. It's freaking awesome. Once again, guys, as always, we want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. Thanks, as always. We hope you've enjoyed our recent episodes. If you haven't gotten a chance, check out our last episode, the Get Geek Awards, the Geekies, where we broke down a couple of categories. We talked about our favorites of the last year in geek culture. We had a lot of fun with that episode. And if you guys really liked it, we'd love to do it again next year. So... Give us some feedback. Check it out. Let us know what you thought about it. Again, we had a blast with it, so we hope you guys did as well. And, you know, as always, check us out on all your podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're just about everywhere you can find us. Feedback on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Like, share, subscribe. Show us what you guys want. Tell us what you guys want. And, of course, we'll try to integrate whatever suggestions you guys have into what we can talk about on any of our episodes. We always appreciate you guys giving us some feedback. What? (laughs) All right, we already talked about Red Sun, Mr. Soviet Union over here. All right, Eli. I guess that's the outro music. All right. You're a democratic socialist? Socialist. Yeah. 1%. (laughs) Socialist. You cannot play. Oh listen, my God. listen, everyone knows, everyone knows that Goku is the best character. Everyone knows this. He's the absolute best. Um, I tend to disagree with that. <laughs> the legendary Super Saiyan. You are Hello? fake news. Actually, no. He's on you, like tier four now. You are all fake news. He's actually on tier four now. All of you are all fake right, news. All right, all right. I'm taking over. I'm in my mind. All right, all right. He got the Zenkai Awakening also. Anyway, oh, guys. Yeah. Anyway, oh, guys. Again, we're not going to hijack this with Legends, guys. No. This is going to be its own episode, remember? And you guys are going to fight this out. But yes. Kakarot! Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Get Beat Podcast, gentlemen. Ladies Rolly and gentlemen. Rules. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, of the geek internet. I am Jose. Uh, this is AJ. And this is Wolfie. This is Walt. Broly Rules. Gucci and Versace suck. Always Fendi, Balenciaga, Supreme. Jesus Christ. But I'm not Louis Vuitton. I can name them all. And Broly. No. Since when did you become a rapper? Just Actually, be, you are going to be rapping yeah, no. for us soon. Just because you rap, just you, just because you know fashion doesn't mean you're a rapper. Okay. Ooh. Oh, oh.
dropping, dropping knowledge here. Well, I'm just wearing my nerd t-shirt, so you're going to be more stylish than I am. Anyway, as always, you guys, thank you very much for joining us on another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. And as always, and as usual, and continue to stay geeky, my friends. Peace.